Hello, my poetic beings, peeps. I've been thinking lately about the idea that if you listen to this podcast, you have made the choice uh, to press the button on this episode and to listen to it. It's not like it's come on in the background on your TV or your radio. You actually uh, sought this out or chosen to listen to it. And that feels like an immense privilege for me to be able to speak to you wherever you are right now, whether you're driving your car or in your kitchen doing your dishes or cooking something up or going for a walk or, or doing some exercise, whatever you're doing, I feel privileged to be able to spend some time with you and I hope that our time together is a pleasure for you. This episode features a conversation between me and my friend Rachel Williams and a poem that she wrote for the pandemic, taking out the challenge that I've been giving to many of my poet friends. And uh, it's beautiful just to hear another perspective on the situation we've been going through. And I love Rachel's poetry and I hope that it connects deeply with you. It's been uh, a couple weeks between between putting out uh, Andrew's episode and this one. Lots of great feedback on Andrew's episode. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen. Um, people love that poem and loved what he shared. And uh, it really was a beautiful conversation. And um, yeah, go back and check that out if you haven't already. I am currently in the middle of running something called Uncontained, which is actually a podcasting festival which is kind of unique in and of its own right, but it's also been a completely online festival given the moment that we are in. And that has been different, but it's been a lot of fun. We've been doing online workshops over Zoom, uh, releasing content every day. There's uh, daily videos as well as uh, podcast episodes. You can go check out at Uncontained Festival of the Podcast wherever you get your potties. And that is basically just me interviewing other podcasters on the Central Coast um, about how they got started, what they've learned along the way, uh, why podcasting is the medium that they choose to communicate through. So if you're interested maybe in making your own show, there's some really good content there. But what was a real highlight so far was uh, a couple nights ago, we ran an online panel called Homemade Makers. I gathered a few of my creative friends here on the Central Coast and we had a chat about what has been uh, really difficult the last couple of months, what has been surprisingly beautiful. And it was amazing. Some of the common themes that came out, you know, things like people just reevaluating the pace at which they were living before this kind of COVID time. Uh, there was some reflections on on just the creative process and uh, learning learning to recapture doing art or making music or or you know telling story um, for for the pure love of it rather than just um, to make income. So some really beautiful reflections there. It was a, it was a great conversation uh, with Grant Maloney, Elizabeth McCarthy, uh, Trent Braley. Israel Cannon and Louise Savaleski. Uh, they are all just super inspiring people that I love. And uh, you can check that out at facebook.com slash leadbystory. We did it live, but it is obviously saved there now as a video if you are interested in checking that out. Actually, after that conversation, I wrote a short poem. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned in that conversation was um, was by Israel Cannon, who is fantastic singer-songwriter, but he was talking about the idea that we often think that there is kind of a a red X on a map somewhere, 
somewhere else that we might be able to reach and we're kind of constantly pushing towards some future destination thinking that happiness will be there when actually that red X is beneath our feet in the place that we are. It's such a beautiful thought. He he said it better than I just did, so you can go and go and listen to that. But yeah, I wrote a short poem just reflecting on that idea. And I thought I'd hit you with that before jumping into my chat with Rachel. X marks the spot beneath feet that have travelled to find treasure always there underneath. Searching for horizons on the lip of tomorrow, on a treadmill rotating the time that we borrow. Step off, stop striving for what you already have and be here, the true home of the X on the map. There you go. Short little poem for you before we jump into this conversation with Rachel. Hey, after listening to this chat, go and check out Uncontained Festival of the Podcast. A whole bunch of great content. You can see that on facebook.com slash leadbystory or you can just go to leadbystory.com.au and check all of that out there. Will Small. Rachel Williams, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. I'm better for hearing you. That's the kind of thing my dad would say whenever he sees me. He says, <laughs> I'm better for seeing you. I'm better for hearing you. How are you? So nice to hear your voice. I'm good. I'm, I'm really good. Much, much better. Oh, in that's recent good. Recent times, yeah. What has made you much better than recent times? Well, the start of COVID was easy, and then it got hard for about two weeks. And now, with the internet and perspective and Andrew Cox poems, I am seeing the light. Oh, nice! You heard that that yeah. last little episode with Andrew. I loved it. Oh, oh, my gosh. We have such a profound friend. <laughs> yes. We have many profound friends. You're a oh, profound true. friend. Oh, thanks, Will. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, tell me yeah. tell me about the two weeks. You said it got hard for about two weeks. I want, I want to hear, like, what the low point has been for you. Um, I became and still am nocturnal in sorts, like, since the start of COVID, I just struggled. I started struggling really hard. Online uni, like it's so hard to find motivation mm. within that. As a um, as a pretty loud extrovert of sorts, um, just with the social aspect yeah. of it all, I'm, I'm not finding it too fun. But then you have to remind yourself, like we have so many amazing people on the front line and I should just be quiet and just play, you know, with my housemates and just <laughs> chill out. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, it's yeah. always, I think it's always a balance between it, it's really good to be able to use that perspective and to become aware of the things you have to be grateful for. But I think you should always acknowledge whatever your pain is because it might be different to somebody else's, but it doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Definitely. but I hear you. Definitely. I mean, the, the pain of being an extrovert through COVID, I've heard some people say it's been the introvert's dream. But that does yeah. mean it's probably the extrovert's worst nightmare. <laughs> a little bit. That's okay. So all good. What's um? What are you currently studying at uni? What units are you enrolled in right now? My my degree is a Bachelor of Communications and Media and a Bachelor of Arts in Legal Studies. Um, the subjects this sem- this semester that are now online um, is Intro to Law, 
uh, understanding research for Comsu Media, um, intro to law and hu- uh, intro to humanities, and global media and society and social justice. So that's fun. <laughs> that sounds epic, and that sounds like yeah. um, that sounds like the employable version of my degree. Because I did, <laughs> I did English and philosophy and like film and like communicationy stuff, but no law, and no like uh, social justice. Man, your your degree sounds so good. It's fun. I hope. I mean, it's not a great climate to be graduating or graduate into a new career, but I hope it'll be okay when COVID's over. Yeah. Well, in theory, the world yeah. the world will be a totally different place when you graduate, right? Because That'll be a couple of years away. Yeah. It'd be cool to do some more humanitarian stuff in the meantime and when I finish now because of all of this, you just get been so inspired with everyone who's doing so much, so that'd be cool. Yeah, so I've known you for a while and I know that you have beautiful social justice fire rattling in your bones. (laughs) Where did that come from, do you reckon? When did you really begin to tap into that um, that fire within that that's not okay with injustice? Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to go to a high school that was so involved in social justice. We had a club and I started going in year nine and then continued all the way to year 12. We did all sorts of stuff. We learnt about um, girls on the other side of the world that didn't have access to um, – basic hygiene and they couldn't go to hospital to have their children and um, they didn't have sanitary products at all. So we got to do heaps of stuff when you weren't like, we just learnt so much about Mm. all this adversity that we don't have it like being in a first world country over here. Um, And then when I was just on YouTube and finding like queer YouTubers who were so brave to come out when I was a kid and I wasn't out mm. um, and they'd stand up for those issues, like those those pioneers and my high school teachers were the reason I got into social justice and speaking about important issues like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And now you're even studying it at university. I'm sure your high school teachers would be very proud and and I have no doubt that throughout your life you're going to use your voice and your mind and your heart uh, to make an impact for, for all of those people that for whatever reason um, have barriers to kind of full inclusion. So I am right behind you, Rachel, cheering you on. That'd be great, I reckon. And you, like alongside you and all the poetry we do, I think that's the dream plan. Yes. Let's do it. Hey, so when when did you start to use poetry as a as a form of self-expression that kind of taps into that social justice heart? I was watching a lot of Button poetry on YouTube, but my best friend Laura Brown brought me to your poetry slam in 2016, Speak Up in Gosford for the first time, and my mind was blown and I was like, I can do this. Yeah. And I never stopped from there. <laughs> so good. 2016. Yeah. Man, that was that was years ago. <laughs> I know. The world was I a know. different place then. <laughs> I know. I mean the world was a I'm different fine. place like three months ago. So it's not hard to not hard to be. But 
Okay, yeah. so you have um, you've been poeting out for a while. You've now been poeting in Wollongong. That's where you're studying, and you've really been killing it, from what I can see. And you know, doing stuff with the Enough Said crew. What yes. what has been happening poetry wise for you during pandemic time? Have you been writing? Have you been able to share anything? Have it? Have you just kind of stopped? writing during this period tell me a bit about what's been going on creatively I stopped for months I hadn't picked up a pen or a laptop to write poetry um since the start of the year until about um a month ago as our friend Olivia Wolf says when you get like when you get to write poetry you get to like look at like just moments like little moments that are beautiful mm. um my friend Maria in Spain who um she's obviously covid's enormous over there mm. um hearing her story and what has been happening just really inspired me to just like capture some sweetness of our friendship that we've got like when we get to talk online and stuff so that's what i'm going to share that poem with you tonight oh that sounds awesome yeah i'm excited yeah. to hear it i'm excited to hear it so did you write this poem in the last few days Oh, I think about two weeks ago I wrote this poem. Yeah, awesome. We were, we were just texting and she threw me some really nice lines and I was like, well, I'm using these. <laughs> yeah, cool. Is she a poet as well? No, no, no. But I think she should be. Does she know I about I tried to encourage her. Does she know about this when poem? Because it's going to be like she can listen to it on the other side of the world. You, you're going to be able to share it with a yeah. Spanish audience. I did send her a screenshot of like an earlier version. but. Yeah, when I I brought her to speak up um, when we did the Australian Poetry Slam in Gosford. Yeah. And I half wanted her to jump on stage and just say anything in Spanish and everyone would be, like, amazed. Yeah. And, like, whoa, like poetry. But, alas, that has not happened. Ah, uh, alas. But maybe maybe one day in the future. Yeah. <laughs> we can We can hold out hope that international travel will be a thing again. And she will return yes. and Speak Up will be yes. on during this time and you will be in Gosford and it will all the stars will align. Yes, can't wait. Awesome. Definitely. Well, in the meantime, the next best thing is you can read this poem now and then you can share it and people all over the globe have the opportunity to hear this poem that you've written. Okay. This is a moment. This is a moment. In the... This is a moment in the COVID season. Okay. I've become nocturnal in the homestay. So I wait patiently for Maria in San Sebastian in the Basque country of Spain to gift me the sun. I promise I'll try to sleep after I swim and greet the silk of the wash. We flick texts. The sun will be here in two hours. I ask, when will the sun leave you? When 500 deaths per day is reduced to 400, she glows from the relief. She tells me that every day she brings her abuelos who have been locked down for two months, fresh groceries and the newspaper. Squawks while she plants new bags at their front door before shuffling backwards and landing on the driveway. She does not miss a day. She walks her dog the legally prescribed 100 metres, retreats to the sunspot on her balcony and fights a uni online like I do. I drive nights up the coast just to sleep with my parents next door. My dad's neighbouring breath the fuzz of his radio, all the sports highlights from the last 20 years muffled, 
my mum's lasagna and my brother's quick banter. I sob at the 2008 Academy Awards and how we couldn't save Heath Ledger. I go to Easter lunch in exercise gear. I hand in my assignments late. I leave my room ungodly. I cook my indoor ferns. I don't let the sun in. I pray when I'm scared. I know there's always someone awake on the other side of the world I can talk to. I haven't learned Spanish yet. We flick texts and Maria says we lose the sun at 8.30 or 9, more or less. But we got the moon finally. Now I have you here. That's it. That is beautiful. Oh, thank you, yes, Rachel. poetry. I love your style. It's very, um, you know, I love the super specificness of it. Like the lines about, yeah, you really painted such a good picture of your family dynamics there and your mum's lasagna and, you know, not being able to save Heath Ledger. And, but then I also love that yeah. poem took me across the world um, <laughs> and, and painted a pretty powerful picture of, um, of yeah. your friend's experience. Wow. YouTube, YouTube holes are a trap in this COVID season. You will fall down and find yourself like Academy Awards to like glowing slime and then to like children's music and then to like a home among the gum trees and back behind the scenes to the new Joker movie, like all in two hours. Wow. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds like a journey. Yeah. 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 It's COVID. I think you should write more poetry. Do you think that writing that kind of maybe got the bit of bit of hunger to keep writing back? Yeah, I want to. I like I like capturing moments with people and stories like like you do and like our street poet friends do, so. Mm. Be good to write some more. I'd love to. How are you going in this will? Oh, thank you for thank you for asking me. I appreciate that. I'm I'm going pretty well, you know, like everybody. There's been there's been uh good days, bad days and both at once days. Yeah. Um and it's weird, right? Cuz everybody's sharing the covid thing happening at the same time, but then everybody's also got their own unique stuff of life. Mm. So you kind of have your covid specific stuff and then there's just the stuff that would have been good or bad. Either way, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've been uh, enjoying or trying to enjoy being a bit more present to, to the little things. We moved into a house at the end of last year that has a fireplace and the last wow. week or two has just like the weather has turned enough to be rocking the fireplace. Oh, how good does it smell? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Just like sitting next to it, it's ultimate. It it definitely makes me want to just become a little sit by the fireplace and write poetry. Yes, Hermit. red wine. Yeah. Yes, bit definitely. of wine, bit of whiskey. So good. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it definitely seems like your setting. Definitely. I'm happy you have a fireplace. I'm happy for you. It is good, although I also share the extrovert vibes, and so I wish I had some more friends to drink whiskey by the fireplace with me. <laughs> and uh, that is starting to change. You know, there's there's a little bit more permission now to have a small gathering. So, yeah, yeah, that's good news. Do you know when uni will go back to real life yet? 
Um, I'm not sure they definitely not this semester. Probably definitely not next semester. Hopefully start of next year, I'd say. Being realistic. Mm. Yeah. I miss it. I miss walking around campus and going to class and seeing my friends and just like that whole uni culture. I really love it. So I can't wait to get back to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is it's like it's a bit of a once in a lifetime space. It's very special. Yeah. So I do hope that you get it back soon. Yeah, what are some things that are gonna I do get back? Yeah, have you got have you got plans in place or just plans to make plans? Uh, I really want to do six months or a year in America and then six months in the UK, and we'll see how that goes. But exchange is definitely the most like I need to do it as soon as <laughs> everything returns mm. to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Big adventure. Yes. What are the things, here's my question for you, as long as life remains in this current state or, you know, some variation of this state, what are the things that are going to help you to um, continue to be the healthiest and happiest Rachel? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, swimming and walking and getting out, like main thing with mental health, I've been telling myself, it's just about getting out of your head and putting yourself in the world. Mm. Whether that's like as simple as going to the grocery store with a friend or like painting in the garden or something like that, just to remove yourself just from like constant thinking and tying tiring yourself up that way mm. um seeing my family seeing my brothers playing board games nice um yeah just yeah there's anything i can do to help my community on the coast and in wollongong and if that's a poem or if that's helping out like an elderly person at the store anything i think we've all got a role to play so it's so it's an interesting time for that yeah, I love that. I love that you recognize that looking beyond yourself is actually one way to help everyone, right? You know, when you're able yeah. to to help your community, it's good for you, but it's obviously good for other people in the process. Everyone wins. And I love what you said about um yeah, mental health being kind of, you know, get out of your head and get back into into physical things, into swimming and walking and um I think that's a that's really powerful thought when regardless of where people are at with their mental health we um we probably aren't I I can't speak for everyone but I know that I'm not very good at just just being fully immersed in the physical task like even mm. if I'm doing something that's kind of mindless I'm still trying to like entertain myself by watching something at the same time or thinking about work stuff or whatever when yeah. just like really like really being present to the thing you are doing physically is like yes it can be amazing those really simple everyday things I, I yeah totally yes definitely what have you been doing to get out of your head and into the physical into the real world and like put yourself 
somewhere mm. <laughs> or do something. Uh, a couple of things I've been doing every morning uh, when my um, – so I have two, two sons, as you know, four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yes. And when my wife wakes up, me and my four-year-old, Noah, walk the dog and Sam and Leo kind of have a bit of time together. And so that's really nice, just going for a for a walk with the dog. And then yeah. every afternoon when I finish work, I'm not, you know, I work for myself, so I choose when I finish really, but I'm not necessarily great at just getting my brain out of work mode. So yeah. what I've been doing is with Noah and Leo, there's this YouTube channel called Cosmic Kids Yoga. And oh. it is really good. And basically we do a little 20-minute yoga me and the boys in the afternoon, and that's really cool. How sweet. They'd love it. I'm sure you love it too. That's so cool. I do love it. Yeah, it's like every every one of them is like paired with a story, so there's like a cool little adventure, but you're doing the yoga moves along the way. And Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have to try this out. It's good. I, yeah, Cosmic Kids, good for big kids too, I reckon, for sure. <laughs> definitely. Plug. Plug that. Yep, definitely. Well, Rachel... Thank you so much for sharing your words and your thoughts and uh, just for being you. You're an inspiring human and I'm looking forward to seeing where that degree takes you and uh, I want to see you do a poem online at our online speak up on the 28th of May. You down for that? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Let's do it. Let's get everyone. Yes. Let's get the whole crew and let's get... Let's get some Wollongong people yeah, in there as well. Definitely. And new po- new poets, old poets, um, you'll be sharing, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Good. Good. I Good. need a Lewis KFC poem. Yes. I need Olivia's Grace. I need Marissa's Sass. I need Andrew's Righteousness. And I need um, all the other friends. Oh, that was a good, well. that was a good little, like a little poem in itself about, about the crew. Too good. All right. Well, Rachel, I want to give you the last word in this conversation. Anybody who's listening to this, uh, you know, they some of them will be poets, some of them will be creative, some of them will just be people that are interested in poetic, creative thoughts. What would you say to our listeners right now? I would say, um, especially in this time, especially in this COVID season. Um, reverence in this time is okay and we don't need to feel guilty if we're not doing the most. Um, we don't have to f- thrive right now as much as social media is telling us to do yo- yoga, learn Spanish, plan our next trip, paint the whole house. We can just be quiet and peaceful and maybe that's a great thing to do in this time. Very wise words, my friend. Thank you. For that thank you will for having me my my dear friend i can't wait until covid's over and we can have real life slams as well as all this fun online stuff that we'll, we'll, we'll at that point we'll be we'll be doing that for a while so i can't wait well there you have it another poem for the pandemic i have some cool interviews lined up that i'm excited to share with you soon but in the meantime I have uh, some news that is exciting for me and maybe for you Uh, I am just about to begin releasing season two of the Mankind podcast 
and that is a show where I chat to men and women about what healthy manhood looks like in the modern world, in the 21st century, and talking about what it would look like to have a broader, more expansive, more rich understanding of what manhood could look like for um, our, our next generation. And so I'm super stoked to be beginning launching weekly episodes. Uh, season one launched in November last year. We just did a batch drop of uh, six really great conversations I was privileged to, to be able to have. And season two will be double that length uh, at least. Um, and we're going to be doing weekly releases this time starting on this coming Friday, which is the 29th of May. And uh, would love your help spreading the word. I believe this is such an important conversation as a father of two little boys, as a, as a man who has kind of wrestled myself throughout life with not feeling very masculine, but kind of increasingly feeling like that shouldn't make me feel like any less of a man. Um, uh, if you relate to that or if you care about those kind of issues in any way, shape or form, uh, go over, hit subscribe and, and share it with, with people that might get something out of that. Have a wonderful day, evening, night, morning, whatever time it is, wherever place you are. And I will see you soon, my friends. 